This is John Halsman. Happy Thursday and welcome to the Patrick Henry podcast, where we tried to hold the elite of the West, their feet to the fire for all their many incompetencies and do what the mainstream media has failed to do and why its approval rating in the 30s now is into Charles Manson territory because nobody believes that they're anything other than a weaponized arm of the Democratic Party and a propaganda wing. And this is a tragedy. Um, As Thomas Jefferson said, if you have to have one thing to have a free society, if he could be God and pick one thing to have, it would be a free press. Because if you have a free press doing its job, all the rest follows. And I think that's right. And now we see the perversion and inversion of this. We have a press that's fully paid up members of the Democratic Party who, frankly, if they say anything about Hunter Biden, it's can we please move on Of course they want to move on because facts are stubborn things, to quote Ronald Reagan, and they might bear looking at. And so their only answer to this obvious viper's nest of corruption is, can we please move on? Uh, The other thing they're doing is just not reporting on it. And this is really the modern form of censorship. It's if you don't report on a story long enough, it ceases to exist. If you don't give a fire oxygen it will go out. So it isn't just what they do in terms of sins of of commission. It's sins, as my former Jesuit debating team used to say to me, it's sins of omission. And most of the mainstream media remain studiously uninterested in what is obviously a massive case of Biden family corruption. I mean, the Republican House is, is often heads toward hyperbole, but here to say the Biden crime family tends to make some sense. Now, how do I back up these statements? Because unlike the mainstream media, whose approval rating is in the 30s, mine is higher. It's because I try to back things up, assertions with facts. I still have that St. Andrews training, the classical education that I have and I'm willing to use, rather than cheerlead for either party. Um, That's why our call record is so good, because we actually have to back up assertions with facts. Why do I say that Joe Biden is running a crime family. Well, let's start with some basic logic, which is one of the reasons we call the Wuhan crisis. Another thing that the mainstream media was incredibly uninterested in until the facts began to overwhelm it. And now everyone is aware of what I was aware three or four years ago, that this is a disaster and China is indeed culpable. Why do I think the Biden family is a crime family? Well, let's start with the fact that Joe Biden has never had a job in his life Um, outside of working for the public sector. And although senators and congressmen are well paid and they do indeed get first rate benefits to make tens of millions of dollars, that's what you have to do in the private sector. And yet somehow Joe Biden is immensely wealthy despite his public sector salary all of his life. So the question is why and how? Basic questions. And the answer is that Hunter Biden, as he has complained in a number of emails that have come to light, through the Freedom of Information Act, again, the First Amendment saving us, our wonderful system saving us from the bad men who are presently running it. Uh, you see in the Freedom of Information Act, Hunter Biden complaining to, among other things, his daughter, that he has to be the bag man. And as Toby Bobolinsky, Tony Bobolinsky, Hunter Biden's former business partner, said, who do we think it is when, when Hunter emails save 10% for the big guy? Who in Hunter Biden's universe would be the big guy? obviously at the time, Vice President Biden. And all this has come out really because of Hunter's personal travails, which 
again, every story, every Washington bar has a story about Hunter Biden. And this was true even when I was there and Joe was just vice president. But leaving all the purience aside, uh, Hunter Biden this last week had to cop to not paying his taxes for a long time. And despite the Justice Department under that supine dog, Merrick Garland, slow walking the investigation as a number of IRS whistleblowers has made clear so that Hunter Biden didn't have to pay taxes on millions of dollars that he's received. There are still two years where he has to pay roughly $100,000 in back taxes and a penalty. And he was going to have to pay for lying on a form where he acquired a firearm that he indeed did not have any any drug problems and or convictions on that score. And so Hunter Biden had a wonderful sweetheart deal made up with the deep state. Merrick Garland studiously uninterested in what he's been doing. Um, And thank God for the IRS whistleblowers who've made this clear that, that Hunter Biden is being treated about his taxes and the firearm in a way that you and I would certainly not be. And in a republic, that is an absolute no-no. No one is above the law or under the law. One must be at the law. And the Biden family are not being treated as, say, if this were Donald Trump Jr. who had done these things. You can imagine we'd never hear the end of it. But Hunter Biden has his sweetheart deal. It's all going forward. He's going to get a misdemeanor charge. He thinks he's in the clear. And he's got his get-out-of-jail-free card from Monopoly. The problem for Hunter Biden is that although the system is now run by bad men, it was set up by brilliant men with checks and balances. And the judge, the judiciary, which is a check on these things, and the overmighty, if incurious, Justice Department, ask a very basic question. The judge asked, is this it? Is the investigation over? And this one seemingly obvious question unraveled the entire wink-nod chicanery which has gone around treating Hunter Biden differently than you or I would be treated. Okay, so what did she ask? Simply, is this the end? That if Hunter Biden cops to this deal, pleads guilty, is paid the back taxes on the $100,000, enters some sort of drug treatment program and, and goes through that, all will be well. He pleads the misdemeanor. And is this it? Is the investigation over? A simple question. And... This is where the Justice Department made a terrible mistake because they counted on the judge having the lack of curiosity that they have. And of course, she didn't. She asked this question and the whole thing beautifully unraveled before our eyes. How did it unravel? Hunter Biden put the Justice Department in an absolutely untenable position. If you start from the thesis, which we will, that the Justice Department wants this thing to go away, but is not prepared to say so. That's the Justice Department position under Garland. Now, why would they say this? They want this to go away because they are the servant of Joe Biden and they want Hunter Biden's problems to go away so we don't dig deeper and see what is obvious. And we'll get back to my obvious questions in a minute. They want this to go away, but they can't say so. Again, the only question that matters in political risk I'm going to ask yet again. Why? Why do they feel that way? The reason they feel that way is if they tell Congress, which is in the House, at least under the Republicans, investigating Hunter Biden quite diligently and quite effectively. If they go on investigating, the FBI and the Justice Department can say, look, this is an ongoing investigation, so we're not going to turn over documents to you that might be used in a court of law down the road. I mean, it's a 
pretty weak argument, but one made all the time by the security apparatus to not let Congress do what is undoubtedly in the Constitution, one of its primary jobs, oversight of the executive branch. That's pretty basic job to what Congress does. But one of the few excuses they can use to, to slow walk this thing is to say, look, there's an ongoing investigation, so we can't hand all this over to you. It might leak, and we're going to use this someday in a court of law. And this has been the defense as to why justice and the FBI have not handed over more about Hunter Biden and why the only reason we know what's been going on, the appalling lack of curiosity and the favorable treatment that have been going on is because of whistleblowers who bravely come forward in the IRS, particularly two of them recently. And so the Justice Department wants it both ways. It wants to have its cake and eat it too. It wants to say, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to Hunter. Uh, there's no more investigations going on. This is the end. And at the same time, it can't say that because if it does, Congress can say, all right, there's no investigation. Here's our subpoena for all your work product on the Hunter Biden case. Have that on my desk tomorrow morning. And of course, they don't want that to happen because then everyone will see what is increasingly obvious that the Justice Department has one scale of justice for the Biden family and the Democratic Party and another for the rest of us. And so they want this both ways. And by merely asking the question, i.e. doing her constitutional job, you could see magically and quite amusingly the whole thing unraveled before our eyes. Because Hunter Biden's lawyers then say, sensibly enough, hey, wait a minute, we thought this was over. Why in the world would we cop to a plea if you're going to come after us for things down the road? And so we withdraw our plea. And so they uh, a hearing which was supposed to be a rubber stamp and 90 percent of these things I've talked to legal friends evidently are by asking this question, the whole thing unraveled and Hunter Biden was unwilling to go forward with a deal which le would leave him liable to prosecution down the road. The Justice Department hoist by their own petard, as Shakespeare would put it, caught in this unwinnable position due to their chicanery can do nothing now but say, well, we are continuing to investigate him because they're so desperate to keep congressional subpoenas off their desk to turn over work product, etc. And so the whole thing unraveled. But even better, the judge asked a reasonable follow-up question. Okay, you're continuing to investigate Hunter Biden. What might be the possible charges coming down the road? She just wants a general area of where those charges might come. And here was the second bombshell. Again, two questions, two bombshells. The judge in 10 minutes asked better questions than the hapless Republicans in the House have done in hearing after hearing after hearing, where they like to hear the sound of their own voice, but we no longer have the Watergate committee up there, that these guys are incredibly poor questioners of Congress. And for instance, FBI Director Ray is, is a master obfuscator, but they're not asking him good questions. The judge in two questions asked better questions than the Republican House has asked in the last two years. Um, to my frustration, but also my pleasure about the judge, the follow-up is, all right, you're going to get, there's more to investigate. What, what areas would this fall under? And caught in a corner they couldn't get themselves out of, the Justice Department lawyers simply said, well, we're looking at whether Hunter Biden is a foreign agent. Now we link up the immediate to these bigger, broader questions of corruption and why Biden is running a crime family that I've been asking. Hunter would be a foreign agent. And of course, alarm bells immediately started going off everywhere. The FARA rule that if you work for a foreign agent, you have to register. You're allowed to do that, but you have to register 
in American terms about this. Look, I run a political risk firm and I'm well aware of this. We are very, very careful not to work for foreign agents. Because if you do, you have to go into the federal bureaucracy, fill out a series of forms, or you're liable for prosecution, fines, jail time, even though that's rare, usually fines and, and misdemeanor things, but it can it can reach felonies and jail time. And so they were forced to say, we're looking at whether Hunter was a foreign agent in its dealings with countries such as the incredibly corrupt Romania, the even more corrupt Ukraine, and America's number one superpower rival, China, the three countries that Hunter Biden has worked for. Okay, Hunter obviously didn't declare this. It's on no form, so he's liable to further prosecution. They have to weigh this up, but it's certainly liable. Now the alarm bells are going off in the White House. Again, the great political risk question is, why? Because if Hunter Biden acted as a foreign agent, who was he doing so for? This guy has no skills whatsoever. I wouldn't hire him to be our intern. Our interns are incredibly driven and intelligent. This guy is neither and has a career being nothing but the world's greatest fuck up everywhere. And because of this, Hunter Biden has been acting as a foreign agent. And then the logical question is, for whom? The obvious answer is the big guy, Joe Biden, which explains how Joe Biden made a whole lot of money that Hunter Biden, as he's complained about, is a bag man for his father, and that Hunter Biden has no skills. What is he offering Burisma, the company he worked for in Ukraine? His skills on understanding energy policy? That's a political risk consulting business. That's a thing I do for a living um, and give learned papers at conferences around the world about. Hunter Biden has no background in this whatsoever. He and, and his uncle Jim have shamelessly, immorally, and I don't care if it's illegal, immorally been peddling their last name for the greater part of their lives, enriching the Biden family. But then the next question, as the judge I'm sure would ask, was given that Hunter has no skills, what is he peddling? These guys obviously are paying him a fortune. What do they want in return for the money? Obviously something. What services were rendered? Obviously those would have to be given by Joe Biden. One thing to Joe Biden, and this is on record, please do look it up, on the Council on Foreign Relations, the most uh, establishment organization in the world. It's being a made man in the mafia in terms of a Scorsese movie. I'm a member of the council, and, and sure enough, at a council meeting, Joe Biden, not the smartest, not the sharpest tool in the shed, was bragging that while he was vice president and, and Obama's point man on Ukraine, he had managed to get a prosecutor removed. Now, this prosecutor or the United States would withhold his money. And Joe Biden tells this Irish story. Everybody laughs that he got rid of this guy he didn't like. Well, it turns out this guy was investigating Burisma. Joe Biden gets rid of this guy investigating Burisma by threatening to withhold American aid money. Joe Biden tells the story on the record. Everybody laughs. Ha, ha, ha. Not connecting the dots. This is exactly the sort of thing I assume Burisma wanted for its money. This local prosecutor's bothering us. The United States is keeping the lights on in Ukraine. Make this guy go away. Now, that isn't proven as of yet, but think of it logically and factually. Certainly, China and the companies there, the companies in Ukraine, the companies in Romania that, that Hunter Biden did not declare himself to be a foreign agent for, but certainly was working for, would want some services for enriching the Biden family. One of them, you think, might be getting rid of this nasty prosecutor who's asking questions about what's going on with Burisma. 
This opens the door to the rat's nest by asking these simple basic questions. One, is the federal government under the supine Merrick Garland done with Hunter Biden? They have to ask, they have to say no, or Congress is going to come after all the work product from the Biden case and discover what we already know, that they were studiously incurious about what he'd done, that they slow walked two years worth of tax payments out the door, and that they put, gave him the lightest slap on the wrist they wouldn't give the rest of us. All this is going to become apparent and utterly increasingly scandalous. Scandals get you drip, 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 water on a stone. And this is going to keep coming out. So they can't answer, which is what they want to answer. Yes, it's over. So they have to say no. And then the follow-up question she asks brilliantly, well, what areas? Whether Hunter was a foreign agent? Now alarm bells are going off because now you have linkage to endemic Biden corruption. The 10% for the big guy. Who do any of us think the big guy is, as Tony Bobolinsky said? Obviously, Joe Biden. The next question, what services were rendered for this pirate's ransom in money? Obviously, something. And now the door is open to linking the malfeasance of Hunter Biden, pathetic scam artist that he is, to the vice president of the United States and the now sitting president of the United States. That's why the botched Hunter Biden plea agreement is important because it makes these links that the, the that even the Justice Department, totally in the pocket of Joe Biden, is forced to say, well, we're looking at whether he was a foreign agent or not. And that leads us to the question of what did Hunter do, given that he has no skills, a low IQ, and has been living off daddy all his life for this money? Something pretty awful involving influence peddling. Again, it could well be illegal. It's certainly immoral. And this is an issue that simply won't go away. The genius of our founders was to create a system that even though it's run by bad men, can surmount them. This got us through the Red Scares. This got us through Watergate. This got us through McCarthyism. And this will get us through Joe Biden. But look for this to run on and on and on. Because the genius of the system is that a judge simply asking two basic questions unraveled the studiously put together wink and a nod plea deal to salvage Hunter Biden, who's very much now on the table. And better still, we're going to start looking at Hunter Biden and whether why he wasn't registered as a foreign agent and all the deals he did. And can they be linked to the big guy? Thanks very much. I hope you enjoyed this. I had great fun looking at the Patrick Henry podcast as we hold the Western establishment's feet to the fire over basic competence and basic morality. And we will continue to do so. Again, the mainstream media may have given up their job. We certainly have not. Our opening of the podcast was the correct call of the Wuhan um, lab being the most likely outcome of why the pandemic was started, that China committed manslaughter by loosing the plague on us, even as it shut, shut down Wuhan. I think we've proven that to most of the world's satisfaction, and we will continue to go after the sacred cows of our age, because that's what political risk is about, seeing the world as it is and trying to make it better. If you enjoy this, please do contribute by subscribing. We're only asking $70 a year or $7 a month, $70 a year, and we will give you the honest truth and what's going on in a way you simply are not going to hear from the critically uncurious propagandists who are in the pocket of the Democratic Party. We are proudly in the pocket of no one except the founders of the American Republic. Thanks very much.